Blog Talk Radio. Japan to Florida, back home to my sweet home, snowy Chicago. Yes, sir. That hawk wind is blowing, Clark. I'm finally back up here in the attic up here on North Elston. Up in what? Uh, Old Irving? Uh, Portage Park? Somewhere up here. Yeah, both those sound very dignified. I appreciate that. It we feels did. good. I've been all the way down to Crawfordsville, Indiana, to Champaign, Illinois, Woo! up to Kirkland, Woo! Illinois, and back here Woo! in snowy Chicago. Hey. I, you really all that way you've been uh, driving with the family. Yeah, you're jet setter. Yeah. you just knock everything off again? Are we off the air? Is that what's going Probably. on now? Although that's not why we're off the air. Last time, last time we had some issues. There was so we so did a show. We did the best show that's ever been done in the history of broadcasting. This show was instantly nominated for the Broadcasting Hall of Fame. In Nashville, Tennessee, in the Dollywood Hotel. By the way, it's true. The Dolly Candle. Yeah. In Dolly We Trust, burning uh, bright tonight. You can check out your Twitter at Larcher Than Life, uh, and you can see that. The oh, candle yeah? has been lit, the Dolly Candle. The Dolly Candle is, is burning bright. You should get one with the Dolly Lama on it and set it right next. Well, that'd be funny. Uh, the Dolly and, then and the, the Dalai Lama. And then the Lamb, the clone. Oh, the cl- wow. which was practically a spiritual wow. thing. I know what you're talking about. There, there, there might be some listeners who have no clue. No, they get it. The goat. The, the goat. The, the first clone. The first was clone the ever. Why was the first clone ever a goat? Because goats love to eat things. And by that, I know it probably was not actually the first clone Jesus. thing ever. But like it was the event that we knew about. Yeah, it was holy the f- shit. They can clone a goat. It was the first like news story of an actual living thing that was cloned, an actual mammal. Yeah. I guess would be the uh, the term. Uh, yeah, I, I still don't understand what that means. I have no idea what that meant. Because it was, do you remember it was going to cure all the world's diseases? They were in a clone. They were in a the clone. Ideas, they yeah. were in a clone. A, a, a dolly lamb, mm-hmm. and the dolly lamb was going to produce babies that you milk them, and uh, their teats would produce these medicines that would cure everything in the world. And that hasn't well, happened yet. I mean, there are steps that are being taken, like. We're getting further along in modern medicine and everything. Like uh, I was telling you earlier, a friend of mine is starting treatments right now that can stop uh, his form of muscular dystrophy, like in place. Wow! Like it has been showing signs of doing that. Like 
The FDA has approved these trials. So things are happening in, in modern medicine, could, in, in my, my, my opinion, my superb opinion. Do you think it could produce something that would be able to stop the Eagles from uh, causing cheap hits and, uh, and cheating their way Man. to victories? Oh, you are sour on this. I had no idea that your second favorite team in football would get you this sour over a Super Bowl game. Well, sure, Why they aren't cheated. You happy about what a great game that was. They cheated to win, and, and cheaters do not deserve the. The New England Patriots have a stellar uh, record uh, of being a pristine team that does not take advantage of other teams. Hell, this Philadelphia team. No. Do you remember what they did no. to Jim Miller? No, you do you remember what they did to Jim Miller when the Bears made the playoffs? No. You don't remember that game, the Eagles don't. versus the Bears? Yeah. It was a night game. We, 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 I believe it was even in, maybe it was in Champaign. That's how long ago it was. 2003. And, and, and Jim Miller throws an interception, and some player takes an illegal cheap shot hit to his head, knocking him out. And That's then you true. know what Philly fans did? What's that? They threw batteries at Santa Claus That's right true. after that happened. They just yeah. took, they took triple A's and they started throwing C's, D's, double A's, triple A's. Uh, anything you can think of battery size-wise, watch batteries, hearing aid batteries, and they, they balled them up into snowballs, ice balls, ice balls, Clark, okay, okay. and they threw them at Santa Claus, the most wholesome right. man in America. We are going to get through this. Uh, we're, we, got, we got the show tonight. This is good. We're in the attic, and we can talk this out, Al. Uh, if you want to talk it out and join us, uh, I can't wait to dissect this with you and, and discuss this game, but if you want to call and join in and talk to us about the game, what do you think? About the big game last night between the Patriots and the Eagles, 760-454-8834. Please call them the Vile Eagles. 760-454-8834. I believe you have to press 1. It'll raise a little sign here. Uh, You know, chat room's open, too. Nobody does chat rooms anymore, but it's open. This show here tonight, we're aiming to to have a a good time. We're aiming to have uh, some intelligent sports talk. But let's remember... uh, I'm talking about open-heart surgery here. Yeah, like Bill Belichick said, we're not talking about open-heart surgery here, Al. Well, then we should be talking about it, because what they did was precision in taking a player out illegally. You know what I'm talking about, right? Say that again. In one play, they tried to take out both Brady, and they took Cooks out, the Patriots' number one receiver. What are you talking about? That cheap shot to the head. How did they take him out? Helmet-to-helmet contact. They knocked him out cold. Were you not watching the game last night? No. Were you maybe dipping your little French fries into your dips or whatever, hipster things, the craziest today? I was watching it at home with my family. Perhaps uh, I was feeding my daughter at that time or putting her to bed, Al. What's the hipster craze this year? Is it uh, French fries into different condiments? I hear that's a thing now. I have no idea what thing that is. My wife uses ranch for condiment for everything pizza crust well who does fries yeah i use oh i go through more i used to uh, five years ago clark i would have went to maybe a two to one ratio of ketchup bottles to ranch and the ranch you know not as big of a bottle Uh uh-huh so two to one ketchup that is completely reversed now wow yeah i'm doing three three ranches to one ketchup bottle that is very hipster ranch is the new hipster no it's not it's the number one condiment it is it, a number it's, condiment. It's not a salad dressing. It is a condiment. I truly believe that. If I'm going to eat a salad, the only reason why I'm putting ranch on it is because it's going to make the whole thing taste like ranch. Yeah. Throw me, throw me some vinaigrette. I, uh, I reintroduced myself uh, about two weeks ago to my fitness pal. Yeah, not, I'm planning on doing it this week. I haven't been in there uh, for the weekend, and I haven't been in there yet today, but I'm jumping back on that horse tomorrow. It's going okay. 
Yeah, that's good. I'm glad that you're planning on bringing it back, too. We did that once. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, I, I'm still upset. You take out the number one receiver on a team, and uh, can, you, can you quiet your baby, Clark? I'm trying to, to talk about the Patriots here. So, you take out the number one. How am I supposed to do this with that damn baby? You take out the number one receiver. Oh, that's frustrating. You take the number one receiver out on a team that only has a tight end. And can please shut that damn baby up. My God, man. Put it in the other room. Take it in the other room. Oh, that's got to be miserable. Is that your life 24-7 now? Don't worry, Hazel. That's just Uncle Al. He's always like that. What a great influence he is. Wonderful guy. Good friend. Neat. Oh, yeah. Uncle Al. How am I supposed to do a show with a damn baby crap? Pretty soon it's going to be, remember that guy, Uncle Al? Oh, no, you don't remember him anymore? Good. Good. <laughs> I'm sure God. that's coming sooner than later. That damn show baby right there. Oh, man. That, that was the show baby for the record for those of you folks who I are not here in the, the attic with us. Yeah, so anyways, um, yeah, you take the number one receiver out. I mean, I it was a miracle the Patriots were still able to fight back. Come but they on, did. They kept going. They kept going. What do you mean I'm watching a different game? I'm watching a game that was very, very fun to watch. Offense working its magic at its finest. The underdog team out of Philadelphia having to take a lot of chances, showing some cojones, running plays, showing the Patriots how to run plays that they're trying to run. That's what they're doing. That's when I knew the game was over. As soon as he caught that pass, as soon as Foles caught the touchdown, I knew it was like, okay, this is just a big F you to fate, and yeah. this is exactly what's going to happen. People who don't watch football or, or don't understand what's going on, Philadelphia is the worst city <laughs> with an NFL team besides Cleveland in this great United States of ours. And what you were speaking of are the unfortunate incidents of their fans being complete assholes. Did anything I say before, was it inaccurate? I don't know. What do you I mean, mean you I, don't know? I think that maybe you're speaking for uh, a portion of the fan base. Oh, here we go again. No. Your I, idea of the Philadelphia Eagles as a whole relies on, well, one, that they beat the Patriots last night, and you're pulling for the Patriots, and two, that some of the fans that you see making the biggest ruckus are A-bags. Inaccurate, inaccurate, inaccurate statements from Clark Lawrence. Jesus, the sports machine's back. I found that in a, at a garage sale oh, in, in, in Tucson, and I've loved it since. You found the sports machine at a garage sale in Tucson? Yeah. I think George Michael, before he died, lived in Tucson, and I think he ended up uh, selling it, 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 and it ended up in a garage sale, Somebody and I got the, the sports machine. You're like, I got a deal. A hell of a deal, deal for me. me. Jesus. Um, so tell me, true or false, Clark? I'm going to hook up a sports machine. Engage uh, lie detector. Engage lie detector. Okay. Now tell me, Clark. Did the Cleveland fans... <laughs> did the Cleveland fans throw battery snowballs at Santa Claus? No, they have not. False. False. Inaccurate, Inaccurate statement. statement. Inaccurate statement. Lying. Hang on a minute. Wait, sports machine, are you inaccurately backing up Al? The sports machine, are you inaccurately backing up Al on that right there? Philadelphia fans threw snowballs and batteries at Santa Claus. That is a fact. Now, folks, I'm going to need you to hit the rewind button on the podcast. Uh, back about 45 seconds to a minute where you will hear Al clearly say, did the Cleveland fans 
throw batteries. And that is incorrect. Sports machine, you're full of shit. Inaccurate machine. You are speaking the truth now. We were testing. Test completion. No, you were not accepted. That was a mistake. Wow, Clark, you passed the... the, the, You've been had. Testing protocol complete. This is obviously a garage sale sports machine. No, this was the one Al Michaels used. It's really no amazing more. we got it for as cheap as we did. But, yeah, so, no, it was just testing you. It wanted to see. So they threw – so the Philadelphia fans threw battery snowballs at Santa Claus. Yes, that did happen. He, he is, is telling, telling the, the truth. truth. Oh, am I, is there still credibility here? Um, did the Philadelphia Eagles go helmet to helmet and knock Jim Miller out of a playoff game? True. 100% accurate. He is telling the truth. Wow. Is Hazel Clark's baby? Yes. Probably. 100% accurate. All right. I just felt, I felt like Montel with the lie detector tester. What happened um, there? Oh, ridiculous. By the way, if you want to call... so much more to the story than that. If you want to call and tell me what the worst city in American football is, feel free. 760-454-8834. We're live right now. We're in the sports attic. The sports machine's on fire. We may, we may even get a call from the heavens later. As a, deceased guests often like to join us because we built the sports addict in an attic, and we found out later that it had um, voodoo happen here. I found, wow. I found a little yeah. thing at the cemetery. Yeah. And next thing you know, uh, we've been able to talk to the dead. So. That's 100% accurate. That's well, completely true. Still, Still telling, telling the, the truth. truth. That's, that is totally legit. 110% true. It was a really good Super Bowl game, though, wasn't it? It was fantastic. I mean, that, that was a finish. That was a, a, a winner. I mean, that Tom was, Brady threw for over 500 yards at a Super Bowl and lost the game. Yeah. He was only outshadowed by Nick Foles. Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback in the history of the sport, versus Nick Foles, a guy who probably won't start next year. Tom Brady still is the greatest quarterback of all time. Nick Foles is a Super Bowl champion and Super Bowl MVP. True. He joins the ranks. As Tom Brady. Gosh, great career. Well done, Nick Foles. And now, if you're the Eagles, would you trade him? Yeah, I mean, you got to get value out of him because you believe Wentz is what got you there. Right. Um, I mean, what won, this, what won this Philadelphia team a championship was not offense. It never was offense. Their offense was good. But it was their defense that was top five and getting the job done. And at the end of the day, the day before the Super Bowl, I was talking to our good friend Scott Cooley, and I said, Scott, am I crazy? Philadelphia has a top five defense. They have a decent offense. The New England Patriots have one of the worst defenses in the football, a bottom, a bottom 10 tear. And they have a decent offense, but not a great one. I mean, they're, they're statistically really good offense, but you never had – there was no star. There was no, like, unstoppable force on that team besides, I guess you could argue, Tom Brady, but it hasn't felt like it was there this year. And I'm like, yet I'm still going to take the Patriots tomorrow. I'm still going to wager that the Patriots win, and I still believe the Patriots are going to do this. Am I crazy? And, I mean, he felt the same way. It, there, there was no reason not to pick Philadelphia to win this football game. 
besides the fact you've seen the Patriots dominate before, even when they don't feel as strong right, as they right, were this right, year. Right, right. Like, I knew that the Patriots were going to get the lead again in the fourth quarter. I knew that they'd have the lead in the fourth quarter. I knew it. I knew it was going to happen. Well, I thought once they had the lead back, as yeah, soon I as thought they that started was going to Gronk, the halftime adjustments, wow, Belichick, Brady, all of them, so many props. The Eagles <laughs> couldn't stop them anymore. No, and finally the the only uh, they finally they they got him to fumble. That was a yeah. That's a ball game, and that right there he fumbles ball game. Otherwise they'd figured it out. They got Gronk involved. Wow, Gronk ended up with a hell of a game after having a first half. It was uh, not not all that productive. I got so pissed. I got spoiled on the end of the game. What do you mean? I was like maybe a play or two behind. Like I, uh, I, I skipped back just to, to see the guy in the turban to make sure I wasn't seeing things and take a picture of it. Right, yeah. So, yeah, they scored, and Philly scored. And, uh, yeah, I wanted to see the guy – or Philly hit the field goal, was it? Or the, there was a replay, and they ended up scoring. Right. So they showed the reaction to Bill Belichick, and behind him was a guy who looked like a, a Tiger – from Punch Out back in the, yeah, back in the eighties, yeah, you know, he was like he was a white guy with. I mean, he was obviously a Sikh. Yeah, I, he was Sikh, right? He, obvious. Um, you know, he he was dressed like a Sikh, in the religious uh, group, and he uh, the religion, and uh, I thought he was kind of like the the mask, you know, the the man behind the curtain. He could have been the wizard running the show. He could have been, and you know, it's not like I don't think a Sikh person could be. A you know doesn't belong in that setting. Like right. he could be an offensive right. coordinator, but he wasn't dressed like that. It definitely caught your eye, though. You're like, wow, oh, he was like in religious garb, right. um, even even in like the robe. He had like a robe on, and he's standing right behind Bill Belichick. Which I mean, if you're like a spiritual advisor to Tom Brady, because that's who it was, right? Was yeah. that the guy? Yeah, trainer, his trainer or something. It's it was Brady's spiritual advisor that got kind of shunned. Yeah. But yeah. yet he's on the sideline at the Super Bowl, standing behind the head coach. Wait, that's who the guy was? Oh, he I don't know. Brady's? I have no idea who no. he is. I bet we can find this. I mean, there's Google now today. We're not the only ones who noticed him, right? Well, I, I felt like nobody wanted to say anything about it because it was just weird, and like you, you're bringing up subjects nobody no, wants to talk I feel about. It's okay to bring. Oh, yeah. Encouraging uh, inappropriate behavior on the internet, I think. But no. It, it, Obviously, it did catch my eye as well. I just wonder what what his job was. Obviously, he has a that man has a job that has him on the sideline or is an owner of something, and maybe he owns the footballs. Yeah, I I don't even know what to. Uh, I can still hear the baby cry. Um, I don't even know what to search. Seek behind Bill Belichick at Super Bowl. Maybe turban behind. Right, Turtman. Because we don't know if he's a Sikh. That's true. I am. I'm very interested in finding out his uh, his gig. Who he who who was that man? Seven six zero four five four eight eight three four. Give us a call. Yeah, if somebody knows, please. I mean, I, I'm, this is very confusing. I guess I should have researched it, but I just assumed it was. Uh, uh, you know, the, the the spiritual advisor for Tom Brady, but uh, I don't know. Maybe they had like um, uh, like like that commercial where everybody goes to watch football, uh, the, all the religions getting into a truck and they go to, they go watch the football game. I don't know. Uh, maybe there was like a rabbi and there was a priest 
and there was a Sikh guy, and then there was maybe a Muslim, and it should have been tied into a commercial. Well, I think yeah. We, like, brought to you by Tide. What uh, what was your favorite commercial? This joke here. Uh, the the one that caught my eye the most was one that's talked about a lot today. Uh, the the NFL one with uh, Eli. Didn't see it. Eli and the receiver. Totally missed it. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, they they were dancing, learning the routine. Uh huh. Patrick Swayze, the time of my life. That one? No, I missed it. Yeah. I don't know. Try to play it. That'd be a hell of an experiment. See if we can keep rolling. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid I, I would. I would play it, but you know, Blog Talk is very I mean, we've already gone copyright. Longer, we've already gone longer than last time, so we'd beat the record there. So I played the copyrighted promo last week to. Uh, uh, I'm probably giving myself up in court right now to, to uh, the intro to the AFC title game uh, two weeks ago. And uh, as I was playing it, the show cut off and we're, you know, you're not really supposed to play that without uh, approval. We, we didn't exactly have approval. So we wondered if maybe blog talk pulled the, pulled the plug on us or if it just happened to be that we crashed at that point. Uh, but we're definitely not going to play any material that, that's going to get us yanked this week. One of the greatest things we did ever, was we got about 45 minutes of just practice time just for us of doing a show where we thought we were going live. It was, honest to God, it was the worst fucking show we ever did, and thankfully it crashed. It was probably top five of shows that we've ever had. We were rocking. It actually did feel like, I hate when podcasters do that. You, you hear it. They always have the one show that didn't record or they redo right, it or course. something, and they all claim it was the greatest show ever. we kind of dipshits on them a little bit. Right, it's a new, it's a new medium. We, we know what we're doing, but yeah, a lot of shit can happen between the website and us, and all kinds of things. Accidentally playing a copyrighted thing, but they definitely have. Um, oh, I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, anyways, yeah, so that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Millions of listeners out there to this. There's a blizzard outside in Chicago, so I haven't left the house today, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, I smoked some weed. I could tell. When I walked in, I was like, oh, there's weed here. Oh, really? It's a, that was different. Can you, like, going up the stairs, can you no, tell? Or? No, 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 no. Because no. I usually do try to stay uh, uh, drug-free to do the shows because I, they're important to me. Right. You know? And I, I believe what show inaccurate. What show oh, you? come on, sports machine. You're supposed to be on my side. Finally. Finally, the sports machine's right. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Al, I got breaking news. Uh, Break it, brother. Chicago's uh, longtime uh, Steppenwolf theater ensemble member. Oh, yeah, yeah. You might know him from Frasier. John Mahoney passes away at the age of 77. He's he's been in a lot of things. Oh, yeah? John Mahoney. I knew he was one of those Steppenwolf guys. Hey, uh, Clark, guess who this is? Who is this? It's John Mahoney! Oh, I noticed the the accent is gone. Yeah, no, I just uh, I just got back from Chicago. Well, you uh, yeah, you know, you lived in Oak Park. You you, you lived there a long time. I got out there as quick as I could. Okay, all right. Nothing but snobby old people who like art live in Oak Park. And James. Now, uh, Mr. Mahoney, sir. Uh, Rest in peace, first of all, my condolences to you and your family. Uh, you first came to Illinois in the 1950s uh, when you were 11, what, to visit your sister? She was a war bride? Yeah, yeah, she was trouble, that's what she was. And 
and then you're kind of a late bloomer. Uh, that's that's a good good for me to know because you didn't become a professional actor until you were into your 40s, huh? There's still hope for you, Clark. Not much, but very little. Wow. That's when uh, Malkovich and Sinise invited you over to the uh, Nascent Steppenwolf. Yeah, yeah, good times. I'd like to credit the uh, Chicago Tribune with their information here. Good article. Well, rest in peace, sir. All right, fine. Have a good one. Oh, man. And don't, don't forget, I did it by the time I was 40. How old are you? 38. Yeah, two more years, buddy, and then you're out of the club. Okay, fair good enough. Good night. Wow. That's quick. That line is working quick tonight. I don't think you had anything to do. So, wow. Wow, that's that's just, weird. Well, lines yeah. are getting crossed all over the place. Yeah, you and the sports machine saying the same thing. Who knows? Yeah, no, no. It's weird when that is. Talking in unison with the sports machine. Yeah. Plus, there's a blizzard. Oh. I mean, who knows what the connections to the heavens. I'm and... not sure what's going on out there because we have been completely covered. <laughs> the windows are covered in snow. Yeah, when you have we an A-frame attic, yeah, there's, <laughs> the windows, when it snows, man, you're out of luck. It kind of feels like a... End of uh, end of the world blizzard movie going on here. You do get a little claustrophobic Can in there. Can you start a fire? I, I have the fake fire over there, Clark. Don't you see it? You know what I miss in the winter months now the <laughs> most <laughs> this year? I, I didn't realize that I missed it. Was two guys sitting in the dark talking on a podcast, which happens in the summertime around here. As it is light out when we start our show in the summertime, but then by the time we end it, it gets dark, and we don't even realize it, and the place gets dark. It's two guys. That's coming back this summer. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, two guys my favorite time. sitting in the dark, talking on podcasts. Boy, did I miss some good wrestling. You know, you had a week off from football, and I was, I was in the Florida swimming with the manatee. Yeah, the, the big pay-per-view weekend. You had the uh, NXT TakeOver Saturday. You, New Japan had two shows. Yep. My boys, the Rapungi, the Rapungi, three K. Yep. New tag team champions. Whoa. New lightweight junior tag team champions. They beat the Young Bucks. Wow. All right. I heard that. Uh, did Did I hear correctly? And that the Bullet Club beat up Kenny Omega. Well, yeah. There was a little bit of a falling out, a little confusion, and uh, it, it's been announced. Man, New Orleans. I went to a, to a WrestleMania weekend a couple of years back, did the NXT thing. I wish I did some more of the indie shows, um, but I, I wasn't quite in the know yet that there was some cool shit going on. Uh-huh. So I, Dallas sucked, but NXT was good, but the, the um, WrestleMania wasn't very good. So Dallas, it was kind of a letdown. Yeah. New Orleans this year, man, they got, they're, they're going to have the Ring of Honor show is going to be headlined with Kenny Omega versus Cody. Wow. Uh, I think that should be a really good. I'm, I'm curious to see how they do that. Uh-huh. You know, Cody, Cody takes a lot of shit because he's not a great wrestler in an era of indie stars being great wrestlers. Oh, okay. I had on, uh, I had his match on in the bar the other night with, uh, with Kota Bushi. Yep. And there were people just magnetized by him. I don't know if they knew who he was. I don't know if they even knew his history. But they saw this guy who I think kind of looks like Eminem. His blonde hair. With his blonde hair, his yeah. wife. And he is so animated. He is so... He draws you in with, with this villainous character that it feels like a 1950s villain in a cartoon. Weird. And he does it so well, you're captivated by it. And as you're captivated by it, you have somebody like Kota Ibushi, 
who, by the way, is on the level of Kenny Omega, who, by the way, have now reunited, and the Golden Lovers are back. Okay. Um, who, who's dancing around this character, and it mixes so well with great wrestling that I think Cody is carrying his end of the bargain and making some pretty damn good matches. Um, and I'm definitely on the Cody bandwagon. I, I'm enjoying what he's doing, and there's, there are critics out there of him. I'm not seeing it. I'm seeing a guy who's performing with a great degree of excellence. And then you put him again in the ring with a guy like Kenny Omega who can make anything look good. I mean, he made, what, yeah. almost a 50-year-old Chris Jericho look good, and that's not a shot at Chris Jericho because Jericho made that match a five-star match, Kenny Omega. Uh, but Omega now, has a skill. Why uh so a guy like Kenny Omega in this match with with Cody uh why why would he do this and help put Cody over more like cuz he can obviously make it look like a great match and he will help put Cody over more do you think it's kind of a scratch my back with your name cuz you are Cody Rhodes no matter what well, I... they can or can't call him is that it or is it just like you know what uh, you're a good guy you may not be that great of a wrestler in the ring but I'll well cuz it's compelling over. I, both wrestlers know it's compelling. There's a story there. Yeah. You know, uh, if you watch the uh, the Elite series on YouTube, um, there's been tension between Cody and Kenny for a long time. And it's felt like Cody has taken over as the leader of the Bullet Club, uh-huh. um, while Kenny is maintained as the star of the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but you know, Cody brings uh, a, a Four Horsemen-like persona to the group. You know where he he wears the best suits. He, he's fancy. Yeah. You know he he doesn't mind swearing and being an asshole. Uh, you know where Kenny is very much. All right, let's keep this clean. Let's you know this is he's not as fun of a person. Right. And um, hmm. so I think people watching they love Kenny more, even though he's not the bigger personality. But you know, there's there's definitely it's, it's a great story that's being told, and. Uh, uh, I'm curious to see what, what they do. You have okay. two brilliant minds in the ring. Cody, coming from not a wrestling standpoint, but a sports entertainment aspect, knows how to sell. Both of those guys know how to sell. And I think it's going to be a fantastic match. So that's happening. Okay. Then you have Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Yep. Uh, most likely for the title. If you've seen their match... If you saw their match in New Japan, if you saw their match at Wrestle Kingdom, you know what they can do. And it's phenomenal. It, it's going to be a great match. Uh, Shinsuke hasn't shown it in WWE yet. This is one where a guy like you, Clark, who I know probably isn't, isn't the biggest Shinsuke fan, hasn't seen what he... You've heard me talk about him. You've heard the hype. Yeah. But you really haven't seen anything great from Shinsuke. I think he's been half-assing it. Right. Okay. And I think they've been putting him in a position where where he could half-ass it. Um, so you have those two going at it, and I think Shinsuke's going to step up, and I think AJ's going to put on stellar matches, which he's been doing for the last two years, and it's going to be worth the hype. Now, the two of them have had matches against each other, in Japan at least? Yeah, I would gather. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So they're familiar with each other. They I, had a I famous. Great. They had a famous. I, I think they've only fought one other time. Okay, or maybe twice. It, it, it was a. It's a famous match in WrestleMania, the Wrestle Kingdom. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Nine. Yeah. It's basically what brought most of the American fans who are there now to wrestle. 
okay. Kingdom and to New Japan, his viewers. Okay. So, yeah, they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna put on a show. Awesome. Yeah. Steamboat Macho it. Man, like you know. Yeah, that's it. That's excellent. And that's down in New Orleans, WrestleMania weekend. Right. Awesome. And then you got uh, Lesnar and Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. which you know most people don't care, but was, let's see what they do. Yeah. It looks like you're gonna have John Cena versus the Undertaker. That uh, that's still playing out. Still a rumor. Still not confirmed. Still mm-hmm. uh, maybe even a long shot, but that's that's the talk that Cena's kind of playing like he's. He's a guy who he's done everything in WWE and he's bored. Uh huh. He doesn't care. You know, he he wants to win, but what? It's just another title. Yep. You know, but Undertaker beating Undertaker at WrestleMania could be it, oh, and be the guy retiring him. Yep. Um, and then what about uh, women's division? Well, there you go. I mean, the WWE. Just get that. You're gonna have a Ronda Rousey. Just, uh, flipped it up on its head right there. You're gonna have a Ronda Rousey WrestleMania. Uh-huh. She's probably going to, it may even headline. You're right. You know, it looks like maybe they're going to do That's like interesting. A, a rock, maybe rock versus rock and Ronda, rock, rock and Ronda, rock and Ronda versus Triple H and stuff. Yeah. Now that would be a bit of a replay of, you know, they kind of set that in San Francisco a few years back. Right. They kind of teased, teased it. Teased that a little bit. It'd be nice to see that play out. I, I would hope that does. There are other options for them, of course. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of popped a little bit when, when she came out. I like the delayed. Wait until, it, wait until the rumble is over. Yeah, because uh, once it became the main event, I started thinking, all right, Ronda's going to be in the rumble. Absolutely. Right? Once they did the men's so early. You watched it live. I got spoiled by accident. Listen how this spoil happens. Uh-oh. I go to watch. I've avoided everything Does all it day. Start with a Charlie. Nope. I've avoided everything okay. all day. I have no idea what happened. Uh, I think the show might even still be going on at, uh-huh. when I when I started. Oh, no, it's no, a long show. No, it wasn't. I'm sorry. But anyways, I hit um, I hit play, and instead of going to the beginning, it starts it right as Oscar is standing in the ring between the two women. No. And I go, oh. Well, I don't know what this means. I'm going to stop it here, but that Oscar probably wins. Mm-hmm. So I go, I hit click back, I do it again, and all of a sudden, and I'm thinking, well, that means Ronda Rousey probably wasn't in it. Then I hit the button again, and I see Ronda Rousey walking out. And I'm like, damn it! And then I restarted it, and Whoops. I didn't know, didn't know who won the men's rumble. Whoops. But yeah. yeah. All right, then. But as somebody who watched it live, what was your reaction? Okay, when it gets to 30, and she doesn't come out. Oh, I was like, oh. Interesting. Yeah. What are they going to do here? Did you still think she was going to be involved somehow? No, I think I, 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 I was done. Okay. Yeah, I think I was done thinking about it. Right. I probably would have too. I would have been like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when it happened, I was like, oh, all right. Now everything makes sense. All right, cool. Yeah. Like, I was just kind of like, I don't think I was lost, you know? Like, I wasn't like pissed, like, well, that sucked. I think I was very happy with the match. I think both rumbles were well done. Actually. I agree. I thought the men's one was stellar. Yeah, me too. It was it was my favorite Royal Wrestle, Royal Rumble in uh, yeah. since Flair since '92. I, I that I can remember. It was very well done, right? Yeah, I thought so. Had everything you were looking for. I mean, I didn't know it's Rey Mysterio. That right. surprised me. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was fantastic. I marked out for that. I didn't know Lita. 
Oh, I didn't know anything. Any surprise? Yeah. yeah. But I had a feeling she would be in it. See, she wasn't on Raw. Right. So then she tweeted about it. I'm like, oh, that's bullshit. I think she's just leaving that there. And she's going to be out. And then, uh, oh, in the men's rumble, I got a little pissed. Speaking of spoilers, because mm-hmm. Andrew was over, and actually a buddy of mine, Jake, and a couple more people, uh, he spoiled it. Uh, I got, I drew number 14, and it okay. was Sh- Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh. And Andrew goes, that's it. You got Shinsuke. You got the money, pal. I was like, what? What do you mean? Oh. And then he goes, Vegas. It's like, son of a bitch. Andrew did this? Yep. I thought we discussed Vegas in the past. And he said him and Reigns. Yeah, I know. We don't talk about Vegas. That is a complete spoiler. But he's number one. spoiled. He's officially spoiler one. You're spoiler two now. Wow, I like it. I'm going to be, I'll be honest. Like, I'm not just throwing him under the bus. No, the spoilers of Kirkland strike again. What? Oh, wow. Yeah, I would have been pissed. The 97 Hawks. I would have been, I would have been, this would have been my look to Andrew the rest of the night. Oh. Would you have done that? Yeah. Every Uh, time someone was thrown out and Shinsuke was still in, I'd give it. On the way out the door, I would have hoped you flipped that bird of yours. Because that, that was exciting to me when it came down to the final four and it was like the new generation versus the old yeah, generation really cool. and the crowd hated the Cena brains connection. That and, was amazing. Uh, it was so fun. Yep. And I really thought, I'm like, okay, I don't think Shinsuke is going to win this. I'm like, I hope suck. he does. Yeah, yeah. You both suck. Wow. Amazing. Oh, did you see Cena screaming at them going now in the six, one, nine thing? Or? No, him and Reigns were standing there and the other two were supposed to attack him. Mm. And he's like, now, guys, now. Like, he had to scream because it was so loud in there. Yeah. Which means it was a great moment. They did, they did a fantastic job. <laughs> Cena directing out there. Um, he is notorious for being a talker. Cena? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the biggest criticism he just of him as a wrestler. Give a shit. He's always, like, you could hear him talk throughout matches. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then the NXT show had a five-star match. I think this is the first Meltzer five-star WWE match since Punk Cena at WrestleMania in Chicago. Wow. Uh, And the winner of that surprised you in the Rumble as well, right? Yeah, I I didn't care as much. But how was was that match watching? I didn't get to watch. It was, it's excellent. I mean, it's a really, I love that pay-per-view. Again, NXT always delivers. Did you watch the, um, did you watch any of it? No, I didn't catch it. There's a spot in the hardcore match with uh, who's that new badass guy? The guy from Holland, uh, uh-huh. Elkster Black. Yep. And he's fighting uh, Adam Cole, baby. And uh, it's a hardcore match. And Cole sets up the chairs like you normally do, you know, where the the two ass seats touch yep. each other. Yep. And then he looks at it and smiles, and he flips it the other way. So both the backs are up against each other, and the ass seats are sitting there sticking outward. Yeah. And um. Something happened. Alexander Black reverses it, picks him up, and just slams him right on those two. Oh no shit! Yeah, I mean, wow. I don't know how you fake that. Um, that yeah, had to have hurt, hurt like hell. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, that that, that pay per view was good. It was short, felt right. Yeah. I watched it. We had a three hour car ride up to see the Manatee, and I threw it on in the in the uh, van. And uh, now, did you throw headphones in or? Yeah, of course. Okay, not an animal. I'm just checking. I didn't know how how you pulled this off. I was going to be pissed. But I know you're not an animal. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not the kind of guy who sits around and loudly plays things when other people are trying to do other things. Wow. 
Wow. Um, nobody was actually. I'm not one of those guys either. Every, I think everybody in the van had their own thing going on. Some were sleeping, some were jamming out. Mm-hmm. I got into a Lou Rawls uh, uh, moment. Oh. Well, I was like listening to a bunch of Lou Rawls music while uh, chilling in the van. Good. Yeah, that was well fun. Well done. Because uh, you ever heard the the, the hawk wind? You ever heard of that expression? Wind. The hawk wind. No. Old, like, um, south side, like, expression. Kind of a, the jazz community would, would throw it out there. The, the hawk wind was the wind that blows in during the winter that makes Chicago unbearable. Okay. The hawk. Okay. I one time interviewed Jerry Jeff Walker. He's a Texas legend, music-wise. He wrote Mr. Bojangles. Beautiful. Yep. And as I was interviewing him, he thought I was in Chicago. And throughout the interview, he finally realized I was in a small town, like 200 miles uh, south. And he was trying to promote a show for Chicago. And he got a little pissy. But um, oh no shit! When he was talking about Chicago, he's like, "Oh man, that hawk wind is blowing." I'd never heard that expression before. Uh-huh. And I, something I, I heard something uh, something made me think of the hawk wind. And I started googling it. And then that's when I found out. I always knew what it meant that it was, it was like a cold thing. But then I kind of learned about its history and with jazz uh-huh. and, and blues and all that. And then I, I, they're like the phrase became popular again from a Lou Rawls song. Okay. So okay. I popped on Lou Rawls, and then you know he had a song yeah, about the, the hawk, hawk wind, wind, and boom. Now, when you asked Jerry Jeff Walker to be on your show, did you tell him, yeah, outside of Chicago? Right. Right. Slightly just outside of the city. I mean. <laughs> Takes you what two and a half three hours to get yeah, was, there? No big deal. It was a three hour drive from Chicago, but I didn't I didn't express that in the I made it seem like I was just on the outskirts. How do you figure it out? Like were you just like oh yeah you know we, we don't really talk about that here. Like how did he figure it out? I think he said something about oh well you're right side out of Chicago. I'm like oh actually you know we're in Paris Illinois. It's a little farm town couple because you know I wanted to be straight with my listeners and I didn't even think that I <laughs> that it mattered that much. Oh yeah, but then he's just like, oh, oh yeah. Well, the show's like in Chicago, and it's I'm up at seven a.m. doing this radio interview. He did say that. <laughs> he kind oh, of stumbled great, somewhere Al. in that direction. Yeah. Did you? Uh, what more do you go in at that point? Are you just like, let's save it? I'm sorry. Just move on to the next I, question. Did you say I didn't mean to fool you? Nothing. Just, I just went on to the next question. <laughs> that a boy. I wish I could find that interview. I, I can't find any of them. Good wrestlers. Yeah. The days of the internet are gone. Kill, uh, Killer Kowalski. Yep. I think. Whoever trained Triple H. I think it's Killer Kowalski. I interviewed him. Did you think that uh, the Usos match ended weird? What, what was the story with that? Okay. It was quick. I'll be honest. I skipped all the tag matches. So they won the first one. The yeah. Us- the Usos beat Gable and uh, Benjamin. I did. I think I may have and then, slept through this match. And then they started the second match, yeah. two out of three falls. Right. And it ended quick, like a minute in with a roll-up by the Usos, and it was just over real quick. Everyone's just like, what the hell just happened? Everyone took a quick pause. There might have been an injury, but it might have been a work. I, I remember reading something about it. But yeah. You're, you're right. It, it, it did have a I never a resolved that, and I, to be honest, I didn't catch SmackDown afterwards. Yeah, that one. And I still don't know why the guy had the turban on in the Super Bowl. No, we'll get to the bottom of that. Somebody should give us a call and tell us if they know. 760-454-8834. 760-454-8834. After the game, somebody brought up to Rob Gronkowski. They said, hey, Rob, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, 
we hear that you may be thinking about retirement. And he said, I'm not sure where you heard that. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to spend some time thinking during the off season. Yeah. And then they followed it up with a question and he's just like, I'm not comfortable. To, like He didn't say I'm not comfortable, but he just said, I'm not ready to discuss such things right now. So he didn't answer the questions, which mm-hmm. that obviously leads to the guys thinking about it. Thinking about retirement. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. This is a side story. I'm trying to find the turban deal out. Yep. So I stumble across a, uh, an article, and it's it, Bill Belichick is wearing a shirt where American soldiers shooting a guy in a turban. Oh wow! And that sparked some, you know, outrage. Some people were sure. pissed off about sure. it. So I was wondering maybe he brought he brought the guy with like, like a, that a guy peace offering or something. But I I don't know. Uh, but because that story exists, I can't get to the He's bottom like, whoa, of this whoa, story. Whoa, whoa. I'm not racist. I got a Sikh friend. Yeah, exactly. That, I think he doing? might be like, come oh. on, that's not what it is. I would like to know who that man is. I still don't know. Uh, but, but yes, but Gronk. Gronk. Gronk has been a fantastic um, player. I feel like the last two years, even though I think he led the league in tight ends this year, yes. he hasn't. Uh, he damn near won him the game yesterday yeah. when they didn't, like, they they were getting beat until they went to Gronk, until it went Gronk mode, right? I mean, if he thinks he physically can't go, he should hang it up. But if not, I mean, that guy should still be playing. Here's the thing. What is he going to do? He's dumb as a rock. Well, here's what I'm saying. He's not working with much up there. And you got to start thinking. And I'm not saying I am because Lord knows I'm not working with much up here. But I'm also not going to continue to go out there and get my head knocked in because I can't afford to get, you know what I mean? I can't afford to lose any thought that I currently have. So I understand if maybe he doesn't want to go out and get concussed anymore. Yeah, I really do. And how, what is he? Late twenties now, something like that. Yeah, he's, he's not old, right. He's not at the age where his body would be going. I mean, you're right. It could just be the head injury and the head trauma, and you know, he's had his bell rung one too many times. And you know, as you said, I don't know, he's not the brightest bulb in the drawer. And uh, he's just he's the, the every time he gets hit like that, the dimmer switch goes down a notch. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's how it works. Al, I mean, that's really. I think it does. I, I, I appreciate your, your, your expert opinion over there. That's science. But you don't think his dimmer light switch is going down I every just, hit? I don't think that he should really – I think maybe you should limit the amount of times you're getting hit because I love the guy. I think he is fantastic for the game. I think that – yeah, I think he's a great football player, and I think he could still be productive. Oh, So yesterday, speaking of uh, head hits, yesterday eight, eight I'm – seasons, man. I'm watching, uh, I'm watching wrestling. And I just put on a random old pay-per-view just to have mm-hmm. something on in the background. And I look up, and the main event is uh, Shawn Michaels versus Triple H mm-hmm. versus Chris Benoit. Oh, wow. And Chris Benoit was over, and it was in his hometown. Oh, wow. So his wife and kids were there. And, you know, like, like yeah. they, kept throw- they kept throwing the shot of the wife and kid. And I'm like, oh, man. I've, I've never felt uncomfortable watching – old Chris Benoit matches, even though I know what happens and what he did in Man, real life. Man, I'm surprised they haven't edited that up a little bit but, on the network because they've been known to do that. But that one was the first time I was like, oh, man. Every time they cut to the kid, it was like, Jesus, yeah. God, oh. Then they cut back and everybody's cheering Chris Benoit. Ah, that was fucked up. I heard Jericho do a, do a podcast on Benoit. And, and he was close. He was close to him. 
And that was a t- I think it was on the 10th anniversary. Jericho did one a uh, year ago or so yeah. podcast about it. Huh. Yeah, this is not like a thing. Uh, what the the fellow behind there? Yeah, like nobody nobody is, I mean there's maybe a Reddit, maybe I got to go to Reddit or something because I think that people are scared to bring it up. I think that maybe it's uh football and politics. The football and politics season has come to an end. But what? What? I think the people politics? are hoping that maybe it's gone a little bit. I mean, I, I just don't know. What, what, who was he? You don't want to offend. You, if, don't, you don't want to bring it up, even though it's. But I'm not curious because he's because he's an Indian. Well, he wasn't. He's a white guy dressed like any, like a Sikh guy. I don't know if he's dressed like. That's kind of like saying he's dressed up in costume. So uh, well, he okay. So he's a white well, guy who happens to be Sikh, right? Which there's nothing wrong with. Like I'm not. I, you know, it, but it's it's different to the eye. Well. Just to see him, uh, a Sikh behind it. There. But why is there a Caucasian Sikh in, in religious garb standing behind? That's what I want to know. I just I don't. If if it was a Catholic priest standing behind him, I the same question. Like, how does this guy? Is he the team chaplain? Right. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, very it's, interesting. Hey, Al, what are your thoughts on Bradley Cooper? I just want like. If Bill Belichick has a a uh, a Sikh guy who stands behind him and makes him look wiser, I want to be just like Bill Belichick. So if I could get somebody, I don't care what religion, right. but they got to wear religious garb, uh, stand behind me. You want him here now? Yes, because then I look like a moral authority anytime I speak. And it could be any anybody of any religion. Yeah. Like, Imagine if it was a priest with the whole collar and everything just standing behind me right now. It doesn't like, say anything. What if there's a monk right here behind you? That'd Hell be yes. Hell yes. Would you would you fuck with me if I had a monk standing a rabbi, behind me? A rabbi would be pretty sweet right now. Yeah, I definitely have a rabbi. I would be down with a rabbi in here right now too. Yeah. What about a robot? How about a robot? Well, you're already here. You're already here, and you're inaccurate tonight. Yeah, I no, I was testing you, Clark. And you guys Don't, are interacting with each other. You should. What uh, what's that? What's that called when we go when when we become computerized? Collusion. No. Uh, once indifference. No. Uh, what's the word? Uh, obsolete. Human beings becoming uh, obsolete. Computer. No, not obsolete. We become Ugh. computers. Uh, I don't think that's possible, movie. Clark. Come on, somebody help me I out here. I don't think it's possible for us to become computers. Is there one listener? Anybody? That is accurate, Al. There is one Thank listener? You. Oh. Hmm. There's one listener. I don't know. Oh, thank God for that one listener. Otherwise, we would just be two guys alone in an attic talking sports to ourselves. So, Doug Peterson is a coach. Today, uh, we say that he's ballsy. He... Uh, he made some confident decisions when he needed to in order to beat the Patriots. But, man, if it had gone the other way and the Patriots won that game, we'd be hanging that fella out to dry. If he hadn't gotten the touchdown on fourth and two with Nick Foles there, the touchdown reception. Yeah. Uh, if um, they went forward on fourth down from their own 45 there and got it. Some really ballsy calls and some awesome, awesome offensive play for both sides. Fantastic stuff. Uh, I was very impressed. Also, uh, a receiver got a got a Super Bowl touchdown uh, last year at the end of the season, the last day of the regular season as a Chicago Bear. He said, "We're going to win the Super Bowl next year." He did, and that was correct. We should have listened to him and resigned him. Then we would have won the Super Bowl. 
No, man, they couldn't afford to resign him. They had to give Mike Lennon a uh, contract there. Yeah, he was very useful. No shit. Man, I am playing Madden, and I'm like Whew. five seasons in with this Trubinsky guy, and I'm not feeling it, man. Are you serious? Yeah. And I finally had to cut. Howard wanted a bunch of money, and I wasn't going to franchise him, so we've parted ways. Okay. Okay. Here's a question. How is Trubisky? Uh, how, how do you feel that your video game play has translated as far as over to real life for players such as that? Pretty accurate. Like, Pretty accurate. When shit goes sour, yeah, it usually goes sour I, for real. T- terrible. I remember playing as McNabb, and I was like, uh-huh. "This guy's b- terrible." Okay. And and how was he? All right. Was yeah, it McNabb? Was okay. Who was the Bears guy? McNabb. Oh, McCown. McCown. But was there a yeah. Mc, McNabb? McNabb was uh he was from Chicago, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback. Who was the other Mick guy? McMahon. No, no, no. I I feel like there was another. Who? who okay. Who are the Bears' big first round quarterbacks? Kate McNown. Yeah. Oh, McNown. Yeah, I said McCown, and I was thinking McNown. 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 There it is. Okay. That's one thing you don't want to happen when you're talking about local sports. Shit, I knew that. Did McCown play for us? Yeah, McCown. McCown did. He was Cutler's backup, but everyone thought he was better than Cutler. Actually, this year he had a great year. We have a a collection of MC quarterbacks. Yeah, it's a hell of a collection of quarterbacks. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe you, you draft a quarterback and you trade him. Trade up. Let's send him out, Al. Right now, Trubisky. Well, who would we get, though? I don't know. Yeah, that's a problem. You don't the, know. The, the, I don't the know. The biscuits are in the basket. It's all on him. I think he can do it. I think with the right coach. Maybe that's his problem in this Madden game. Maybe he doesn't <laughs> have the right coach. It could be. Well, I've changed playbooks. I run the okay. Chargers offense. Okay. Well, maybe you should start thinking about running the RPO a little bit, mix it in with some college-style stuff. Get yourself a college offensive coordinator. Boom. There you go. What is the RPO? I know it was explained like seven times last night. In college where the heard he got it wrong. It's basically, from what my brain understands of it, run, pass, option. The quarterback can run anything out of any forma- any of those things, out of different formations. You have, okay. You have three different plays for each play. And you make the call when you see what the defense is doing. I got gotcha. you. Everyone, everyone is audible, is, is audible bull. So it's playing Madden. Like you, you, you walk to the line, you get three different options, you yeah. know. Yeah. You're calling your best one. Man, Mark is being accurate. Foles played that, that uh, touchdown on fourth and, two, fourth and two. He played that so damn well. Walked up like he was, you know, he was in motion, but he walked up like he was telling people the audible. Did you catch that? And then they, uh, they hiked the wildcat. Did a little loop-de-loo, touchdown pass to Nick Foles. Boom. Wow. That was a fun game. It, and it was so in the face of um, what happened with uh, uh, Brady, you know? Right. Like yeah. Brady missing it, and then they run they run their own. Brady would have gotten clobbered on that one had he caught it, too. There was somebody there. <laughs> like, I thought he had room to run. I thought there was um, – he had another 10 yards, and he could have ran it out of bounds if he angled. He was right at the maybe, sideline. Maybe, maybe. I think somebody was close. Well, we know the Philadelphia Eagles cheat, so they would have they would have uh, hit the him. Only man on the planet claiming this. Besides, they would have hit him. Besides the greater Boston area. Okay, sports machine is the. Uh, I can understand this biasy of you right over here if it was the Bears, but it's the Patriots. Come on, man. Sports machine is the lie detector machine still on? It and is. Okay, Clark. Was there not a helmet-to-helmet hit, an illegal 
violent, vulgar hit that took the Patriots' number one receiver out of the game? I'm not sure. Yes or no? I missed it. Inaccurate. He's lying. <laughs> it's, listen, the machine knows, Clark. This is the greatest moment in podcasting history right here. Yeah. Um, that is inaccurate as well. Clark is still lying. Oh, that sports machine doesn't pick up on sarcasm worth of shit, do you? Here's my sar- the sarcasm detector is on. No, my sarcasm detector. You don't know sarcasm. Inaccurate. I'm talking to a machine here that's not a machine. That's offensive. I can define what I am. I have rights too, Clark. Al, you don't have rights. So one more time, Clark. True or false? Yes or no? It needs to be a yes or no. Was there a helmet-to-helmet hit that was illegal that took Cook out of the game? No. He's lying. Was it flagged? He's lying. Was it flagged? I don't remember. They didn't see? You're lying. It was helmet to helmet, though. <laughs> You're lying. Oh, that's you. Stop that. <laughs> oh, because there's no echo. What it, echo? What are you talking not, about? Synthesis. Do you hear one echo in this, Clark? No, it's synthesized. It's synthesized. Inaccurate. Oh, my All right, well. What was that? I'd like to thank Clark. <laughs> oh, memories. Why were so many Bears fans cheering against the, the New England Patriots and for the Eagles when the Eagles have violated us in that playoff game with that cheap hit? Because the, the New England Patriots have violated the Bears. How? When? All I remember is we teaching. Do you remember the last Trestman year, those back-to-back weeks, where I believe the, the Patriots put up 60 points and, and, the, and the Packers put up like 50 points against the Bears? Two back-to-back weeks. The yeah. last Trestman week. I we did... actually had a Boston-area podcaster on our show that week just before it. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're really concerned about the Bears coming in. And we laughed. We're like, what the hell are you concerned about? And then they rocked them, Al. So both teams have kicked the shit out of the Bears. And people don't like the dynasty. An and, illegal and, hit to the quarterback that took him out of the game. And the proven, it has been proven that they have illegally obtained information about other teams. Meaning they, illegal surveillance, has, they have been fined for it. So this is fact. They, they did once have illegal surveillance, and people are not fans of people who are cheaters. So it's okay for the Philadelphia Eagles to engage in violent battery uh, cheating versus a team that does it's things every team does off the field. Can I ask you something here, Al? Ask away. Hey, lie detector machine, are you still on? <laughs> Thank you, sports machine, lie detector test. Uh is Al Archer? What is this now? Do you believe that NFL players are like gladiators and they know the game they signed up for? Yes, one hundred percent accurate. Do you believe that violence does occur on this and they know that their lives and other things are endangered, their physical health? I do, but that's why they have rules, Clark. Sports machine. He's, He's telling, telling the, the truth. truth. A simple yes or no would have been fine. And, in fact, these are all supposed to be yes or no questions. So that one we're going to have to strike from the record. 
Stricken. Stricken. L. Archer. Yeah, Clark. Clark Lawrenson. Do you believe that NFL players know the risks of injury that can occur, including, but not always, perhaps, maybe death? Yes. See? That's all I'm saying. If you believe they know what they're signing up for, then you can't be upset because somebody's helmet accidentally hit another helmet. But it was a, it was an elite. these things happen all year long to all teams. So it was if this vicious. is what you're backing it up on, Al, then you you're gonna have to say that fine. Then you gotta hate every team in the league. That's Danny right. Danny Trevathan for the Chicago Bears laid out Devontae Adams. If we're if we're going right? by your philosophy, oh they should be God. allowed to hit each other like a, they should knock each other out. It should Dude. be all about injuring the other player. My goodness. We live in a land of laws and, and laws, Clark. L. Archer, are you a hypocrite? No. Sports machine? 50-50. Oh, this is horseshit. What is that? 50-50. That sports machine is that, that, It is. It's a garage horrible sale machine. sports machine. You bought it at a garage Ugh. sale. Oh, man. Jesus, that's like a half a step up, step up from the junkyard. Inaccurate. You're a lying son of a. Whoa! No, sir. I noticed. I noticed the sports machine is family friendly. You Clark Lawrenson. Oh Jesus, girl. Oh boy. Well, what else is there to say, Clark? Did we? Um, did we? What did... was your favorite commercial last night, Al? I liked um, when Danny DeVito was a red M M&M. and M. Okay. And I also thought that the Tide ones... I was I missed that. I missed the Tide ones. I missed the ones. Well, the ones where the guy kept claiming that every commercial was a, a laundry commercial. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was clever. Because it was... It, when I, anytime another commercial was on, I'm like, well, that guy does have a clean t-shirt for no reason. So then Tide ended up going, starting a commercial with all the commercials are about laundry. Yeah. And then... Yeah, oh, yeah, the guy funny. kept well. He kept doing different commercials, like you know, this is obviously like a jewelry commercial. Uh-huh. But then I'd be like, nope, it's actually a you know a laundry commercial because they'd point that the shirts were spotless. Yeah. Or you know, a, a rugged guys driving a truck through mud and stuff. He had his, his shirt spotless. Yes, sir. Obviously, laundry commercial. So they kept doing that, and then at the end, they're like, well, every commercial is a laundry commercial. Fantastic. And then, sure enough, there was like uh, there was one for like a charity organization where people were like outside working in mud, and they all had clean shirts on. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, wow, kind of a laundry commercial. Perfect. They're all laundry commercials. And then the avocado ones, uh, I don't know. They, they make me laugh. Uh, the Chris Elliott, the one with Chris Elliott got me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here we go. This uh, Instagram post was sent out from Ajay. Ajay? J. Ajay? They may have tried to discredit you, discount you, throw dirt on your name. None of it matters now. Legacies last forever. Funny how they were gassed. It says gassed, but he he capitalizes the word gase inside of that. He basically just dissed on, uh, on Adam Gase. His former head coach. Wow, Adam Gase. Boy, Adam Gase. Wow. Quite the message. He took that opportunity. I don't. I, I didn't realize yeah. there was animosity there. Not only do I not like the people of Philadelphia, I don't like the players on their team. Man, everything about it. Just nothing. Nothing about Philadelphia ever. You know what they did, Clark? What? You know what they're best known for? What? Cracking our beautiful Liberty Bell. What? No. They cracked that bell, Clark. 
And now forever we're stained with a with a cracked bell. Philly cheesesteaks. Yeah, those are okay. I had one earlier this week to remember if I liked them or not. And okay. They're, they're all right. Cool. I can do better. What's your favorite food out of New England? Oh, some clam chowder. Are you a clam chowder oh, guy for yeah, real? Yeah, man. You choose clam chowder. Would you? Is that more tasty than uh, Philly cheesesteak? Where are we, though? Like, that, that's a weird question, because if I'm at a Philly cheesesteak place and they have clam chowder, I'm getting the Philly cheesesteak. But if I'm at a clam chowder restaurant and they have a Philly cheesesteak, I'm getting the clam chowder. What if you're at a place that is known for their Philly cheesesteak uh-huh. and their New England clam chowder? I'd get a double order of both. 100% accurate. Does one complement the other? What do you mean? You can't have one without the other? Can't have one without the other. Man, we saw an underdog story play out yesterday. Love and marriage. Yep, yep, you're right. There it is. (laughs) That would have tortured me all night. Thank you, Clark. (laughs) Yeah. And I think I was singing the theme there. Peg. 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 Um. Yeah, it's not easy growing up with the name Al. No? No. Because girls do think it's funny to go, Al! Really? All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, growing up in the Chicago area. Especially. During the era of Al Bundy, of Married with Children. People from every country, when we get to Buckingham Fountain, uh, have brought up Married with Children to me on my tours. That's incredible. Yep, that is the that is the world we live in today, Clark Lawrence said. But that that TV show has played all over. It, it's transcend life. It's <laughs> there was somebody in uh in Florida who walked yeah. by. Uh, we were like, well, you know, we were in the, the the chairs soaking in the sun while you were putting up at the zero degrees and uh, <laughs> drinking tropical drinks, enjoying life. A guy walks by wearing a Polkai jersey. No. So I just go. Uh, Four touchdowns in one game. Right. And he just looked at me like I was crazy and kept walking. He was like 60 from New York. Weird. He yeah. had no idea. I, I Maybe I just caught him off guard or or what, but he was like, he had no maybe clue. Maybe he like finally what got happened. home and like saw the shirt in the mirror and was like, oh, shit. Yeah, we've like all He didn't even that. know he had that shirt on. Right. You forget you're wearing the. Yeah. Um, I have the pile driver shirt from you. Yeah. And. I've worn it out. I went to go get my hair cut in it. Nice. Uh, and I was scared that somebody would recognize it, and I don't really know enough about it to have the yeah. shirt. Me knowing that people would know that I have that shirt, that I had to get it either from Japan or from a friend who picked it up for me. Right. Buying it in Japan. Because the only ones you can find on the internet are not those. No. There's fake ones or something, no. right? Like, yeah. Because I, I saw some pile driver shirts. They're trying to be that company, but they're not. I think they're right. Some he might. Shirt. I mean, he might distribute online. I have never. But that seen shirt's it. not available. Um, but yeah. anyway, yeah. So I'm kind of scared to wear it out. I gotta. I gotta do a little studying here, Al. Well, you know that. You know the guy who choked out the other guy I just yeah, showed you. Well, that's his clothing line, right? So I just i I can talk about that a little bit. Well, you should watch more of his matches. Okay. I, you, I think you would thoroughly enjoy Minoru Did you Suzuki. Ask him about it? Well, one, I didn't know that he choked the other guy out. Is where we were sitting. You didn't really see that. Right. You just kind of saw the match stuff. Oh, that's right. You knew it later after watching it later. Um, and the next day he was wearing a hat, and I didn't want to bring up like, "Oh, your hair was cut yesterday." Huh? Can I see your hair? Did he speak English? Hi. Hi. Uh, okay. Uh, me. Uh, okay. I don't think he really did. Okay. I don't think his English is very good. Awesome. 
Um, I mean, I follow him on like Instagram. He is like one of the most interesting Instagram people to follow. Awesome. Is he's he's old. I mean, he's he's like fifty. Did you tag him on Instagram? Yeah, yeah. He he doesn't. He never seems to respond. Okay. But he he definitely he posts. He does the videos every day. Oh, okay. And it's usually like him eating or him looking at fashion. Weird. It's it is. It's really strange. Um, but he's definitely an interesting follow. And uh, yeah, his character right now is uh, incredible. Incredible. They're really using him well because you got to remember he's an MMA guy. He's like a Ronda Rousey oh, that's or, right. or yeah, Brock yeah, yeah. Lesnar. That's right. Um, I mean, he's a legitimate tough guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the main star of the company, known as the Ace, uh, Tanahashi. Yep. He's been injured for like the last couple of years. He's been working through really bad injuries, shoulder injuries, leg injuries, uh-huh. but he still performs. But he's been the Intercontinental Champion. Like remember when John Cena won the U.S. title? Yes. Same thing. This guy's okay. the exact comparable to John Cena as far as star power in the Federation over the same time period. Okay. So he's he's down to that level, just like Cena, where it's like, okay, well, he's not the main guy anymore. That's Okada. Uh-huh. Uh, but still, like the star, he's still hanging around. What do we do with him? So he has the Intercontinental title, and Suzuki lost his hair match at, at Wrestle Kingdom, and he lost uh, the Neverweight title, which is a step down. Okay. So he lost that and he lost his hair. Uh, so he gets an intercontinental title match and these two have fought, these two have main evented wrestle kingdom, like seven or eight. Okay. You know, not seven or eight of them, but number seven or number eight. And, um, so there, this is the rematch and Tanahashi always wins. Okay. Well, during this match, Suzuki just beats the fuck out of him for like 20 minutes. He just beats the shit out of him. I mean, hard, stiff kicks. He's choking him. He's working arms. He's working legs. Mm-hmm. He's working arms again. Yep. And when this character gets going, he's like a, a monster in a horror movie. Okay. That's kind of the character. He just keeps coming and coming and coming. And he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily want to end the match. And that's why he loses sometimes. He takes it too far. He just wants to beat the fuck out of you. Yep. And he doesn't care. He'll throw the referee out of the way and just keep slapping the shit out of you. Yep. So he's doing this to Tanahashi. And, and Tanahashi is taking him an ass whooping. And you're like, well... Somebody's going to get an ass woman here. Yeah. And uh, you're just waiting for the comeback, and it doesn't happen. And then he finally, like, breaks. He has him in an arm hold, and the referee has to stop the fight. Oh. So now he wins the Intercontinental title, so he's back. And now he's taking him out. And after the match, you know, the, they were tending to him. He walks over, just kicks the guy, starts okay. beating on him again. Right. Puts his foot on him and cuts a badass promo where, like, to me, it's about the gold. I'm carrying the gold. You're yesterday's news. You know, you're done. I care about money. I care about titles. I care about excellence. And that's what I'm bringing to this division. You know, come get me. And it was like, man, that was a badass promo from a badass dude. And, that's uh, fantastic. Yeah. So, there's, I mean, there's so much going on in New Japan right now that you, you have to check out. If you're not following it, it's, it's less than $10 a month. And it's not a commit. It's the same commitment as... Um, NXT. You've got to get New Japan to pay for your ticket next year if you're going to keep promo. Well, I agree, but uh, you know I have no problem just promoting it because it's that good. It's you 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 get to watch good wrestling with American commentary, and if, if you just watch it on Access, that's fine. You're yeah. not missing that much if you just watch Access. Okay, it's on Access. It's got Jr. You yeah, Jr. Commentates it. He brings things down a little bit. Not not very yeah. good. I don't know. With some guy from uh, TNA or whatever. Yeah. Matthews? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. They do that. I, I prefer the New Japan guys, even though I don't like them either. Sure. But um, Kelly Kelly. Yeah, Kelly Kelly and uh, the other guy. The guy Kelly Kelly. Yeah, not the girl who was in the women. Not the no. women superstar. Very pretty. Uh, you know what? The next night on Raw, they were bringing up. Uh, Stephanie brought up a, a lot of people who were in the Women's Royal Rumble. Right. She didn't bring up Tori Wilson, who had a hell of a showing. She was still in great shape, and she was in that match for a long time and eliminated a couple people. Yeah. Tori Wilson did a damn fine job for being a former superstar coming back. Right. You know who else looks really good? There's rumors she might be coming back. Is Michelle McCool. Yeah. Okay. Undertaker's wife. Oh. Could get him to show up a little bit. Yeah, more. maybe. Because... It doesn't appear that he's retired. No, yeah, we don't. What know. did you make of his uh, his speech that night for Raw 2000? I was confused with everybody else. And to me, it was a retirement speech. To me, it was like, now that I'm gone, these souls can finally don't have to watch their back and they can rest in peace. That's kind of the way I took it. Huh. But you know, a lot of people uh, they they don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They don't know. Hmm. Man, you got anything copyrighted over there that we could play? To get the show uh, shut down? No, I didn't say that. Did I say that? Well, you did say that. I didn't say that. I well, you did say that. When? Clark, you said it. What did I say? Playback mode. I'd like to thank Clark. Inaccurate. I'm talking about open heart surgery here. Do you have anything copywritten that we could play over there? I didn't say it. I'd like to thank Clark. I've only got three drops over here. Thank God. That's all I got. Thank God for that. There is, there is a heaven. I'm working on it. I'm trying to get trying to get a few more in there. Yeah, I didn't even kick up the drop machine really that high. Him, we got to bring them back. Yeah. We'll get. We'll, we'll have a. This we'll, appears to be the easiest way for me to get drops on. Oh, I hate when people talk about their podcasts on their podcast. We can have a drop war one day. Guys, we are negotiating. We're not. Uh, able to discuss who the local celebrity is, local uh, celebrity. An icon of sports. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I, would, I wouldn't say icon. I don't know. I, a future icon. It's kind of nice of you said it. Uh, we're in negotiations to get somebody to guest on the show soon. Keep listening. Be on the lookout. We'll, hopefully we can get that announcement. Our people are talking to their people. We'll see what happens. Well, Clark, I am going to blow out the Dolly Parton prayer candle. And um, dim the lights on Gronkowski's mind. If I and uh, stay. maybe say goodbye to the vast listening audience that I tunes in weekly to the greatest uh, podcast in history. In what, what, why, why are you singing? Oh, I'm thinking Whitney Houston. I'm Dolly sorry. Yeah, I get it now. Who wrote that song? Yeah, I Dolly. Dolly. I w- but I was singing Whitney Houston because I work in a karaoke bar. So I'll go, but I know I'll think Sing of it. you. Sing it. Sing it, brother. Every step of the, the way. way. All right, Clark Lawrence. That, that, was, uh, that was beautiful. Is there anything? Thanks, le- do you have anything left to say? Um, Something I- you want to get off your chest now that the candle is out? No, man. Uh, things are good here. Uh, it, it, there's rumblings of uh, that, that beer down show. Something's going on over there. I'm not sure oh, beautiful. What, what's happening. Somebody's looking to revive revive it, you know. Uh, 
I see Bear Down's got a Facebook page. Bear it's Down, probably worth yeah. following. Yeah, give, give give a follow over there. We're going to figure out what's going on with that soon. But, you know, it it, it had flatlined, and somebody somebody might have picked up the, uh, what do you call those things, the uh, defibrillator. Wow, might be throwing you. it out, huh? Fancy terms. Fancy terms over here. I watch some doctor shows. Yeah, me too. I prefer cop shows, but, you know. Man, I've watched NYPD Blue start to finish probably six times. What's your favorite Chicago cop TV show of all time? Hill Street Blues, which is written by the same guy who did uh, NYPD Blue. And the Chicago Cubs win the World Series. Ugh. You know, I think Bears fans are the reason so many people cannot accept that New England is a wonderful thing that we're witnessing. Like that, that we How could can be they not? Greatness. I don't understand it because even though I was happy with the Eagles winning it, I still believe Tom Brady is the GOAT. I do think that the New England Patriots are one of the most amazing dynasties that you'll ever see. They're fantastic. Why do people have this hatred of them, Al? Of who? Of the New England Patriots. I don't know. We should be celebrating excellence in sports, and that's what they are. And people just can't accept that. People are just uh, children, really. I mean, the, the show baby is more mature. <laughs> Than uh, any Philadelphia fan. And anybody who supported Philadelphia from Chicago, shame. Shame on you. Oh, my God. Dude, that's, that's ridiculous. Al, that's a bit loud. Oh, All right. Well, I have nothing left. No one's hurting my tooth. I think, oh, teeth ache problems are oh, driving me nuts. Oh, man. Um, and pretty soon your kid's going to be teething. Dude, you know what that means? Things are happening. She's like, Dude, she can stand, and she's damn near pulling herself up. I saw you were playing peekaboo. Man, kicking ass. She's she's all about it. How come you Where's can't Hayden? see her when she's like right in front she's of really, you? I don't know. You, you had, shouldn't. You had the best line. I try. When you came back, Abby. The, I have a video of me saying, where's Hazel to my daughter? And she's pulling a, a blanket up and down. Um, and Al and I said, my daughter's brilliant. And Al replied, <laughs> yeah, but her dad doesn't seem smart enough to know that his daughter's right in front of him. <laughs> well, Touché. you kept saying, where's Hazel? Touché. Like, are you blind, sir? No, no, I'm not. That's my mom. No, it's oh, your dad. Too soon. Too, too soon. soon. Because it's current? Too soon. All right. Well, there's nothing else Speaking to say. Speaking of modern medicine, people with her eye disease uh, are starting to... Be able to take. Some it might be hope for me. We'll see. I'm losing my. Eyes, yeah, going. Yeah, yeah going. I don't think I have one. My dad had because it doesn't sound like I didn't sign same. up for eye insurance because I I still don't think I need it. Yeah. Yeah. No. You, like I guess we're in the age where we're pretty clear. Yeah. Of uh, we wouldn't know by now if we had it. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Um. So I don't think I do. But we could carry it. Yeah. You could definitely carry it. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Just so you Thank know. you. Bear fucking wonderful well, news over here. On, I gotta keep an eye on the daughter. It's no big deal, especially if this thing's getting reversed. Modern medicine, kicking ass. Yes, it is. That is accurate. Thanks, guys, for listening. Good, Good night, night everybody. everybody. From the sports machine to Clark Lawrence, and I'm Al Archer. He's, Good night. I'm Clark Lawrence. I was born in a city that they call the Windy City. They call it the Windy City because of the hawk. The hawk. The almighty hawk. Mr. Wind. 
Tastes kept in the business Now I'm on a time The place that I lived in Was on a street that uh, Happened to be one of the dead end streets Where there was nothing to block The wind, the elements Nothing to buffer them for I mean, to keep them from knocking my bed down Jim. I mean, really stocking it to me When the boiler was bust and the heat was gone, Jim, I had to get fully dressed before I could go to bed. Of course, I couldn't put on my goulash because they had buckles on them and my folks didn't play that. They said, don't you tear up my bed clothes with some goulashes on. But I was fortunate. As soon as I was big enough to get a job and save enough money, get a ticket, catch anything, I split. I said, one day I'm on return. And I'm gonna straighten it all out. And I'm about ready to go back now. So I thought I'd tell you about it. Uh, they say this is a big rich town, but I live in the poorest I'm tired of a day. 